0: Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Youngmi Mayor, your host.
1: (laughs) And I'm your other host, Brian Park.
0: Yes, you are, Brian. And today we're talking about dating apps.
1: Specifically the psychology.
0: The psychology of dating apps. And the
1: feelings and the emotions that come with using these dating apps. And
0: maybe the problems that come out of them. And maybe lightly talking about them from an Asian viewpoint because we are asian we'll, we're gonna throw that I in like there too you,
1: why did you preface with lightly lightly i don't lightly know because i don't want to get it. too
0: racial <laughs> i love getting racial what am i talking about <laughs> i'm gonna be real angry at the end <laughs> hi
1: our podcast is called feeling asian but we don't want to get too racial i
0: don't want to get too racial i don't want to step on any toes yeah, JK, but JK, I love stepping on all uh, the toes. <laughs> Making everyone uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, right. Maybe it's a prerequisite to being a minority in America. Yeah, you gotta bring up the Bring up that race shit and make yeah. those white people uncomfortable. Pull that
0: race card out. Uh, Just kidding, <laughs> I don't believe in the race card. <laughs> um, I think that we should we are allowed to talk about our experiences. Um but before we get started on dating apps, Brian, how are you feeling?
1: I'm feeling okay. Two things. First one, I threw away my fucking jewel. Yes. I, I was get, I was, I threw it away three days ago. Wow. I was at dinner with a couple friends, and I light, <laughs> lightly is gonna be the key word of this episode. I kind of lightly told them, I was like, hey, I'm gonna. It was kind of a joke. Yeah. I said like, oh, I'm gonna quit the jewel this year. Uh huh. And they're like, no, you. When you go home, record yourself fucking throwing it away and send it to us so they are my jewel sponsors
0: people really hate the jewel people that are not addicted to it they hate the jewel they are afraid that we're gonna die
1: i mean there are more studies that show that people are getting fucked up by the jewel
0: i have to say it literally feels like death it feels like it's going to kill me
1: right so i went home yeah recorded myself throwing away the jewel
0: like a video a video recording of me just not an audio just like that was me dropping my jewel Uh,
1: yeah exactly (laughs) and so i haven't jeweled since and i am so i'm so physically physically i'm very irritable wow like i catch myself during the day Mm -hmm. constantly being like oh like some, some nicotine would be nice right now right Like after a meal or I'm on the subway or like walking, just anything existing, a nicotine rush would be nice right now. Right. Right.
0: Why don't you, why don't you do it like slowly? Like, why did you decide to do it cold turkey?
1: Uh, I have a tendency to operate in absolutes Uh. and it's been a running theme throughout this podcast. If something is considered bad, AKA Mm -hmm. for instance, jewel. Mm-hmm. I just would rather do cold turkey because I don't have the self-control to moderate it. Right, right. Like, do you know that? Yeah, how that tweet? Everyone's saying like, oh, a little treat for you. Like, yeah, yeah. There's no treat for me. It's either (laughs) you're gonna be a full blown addict or Brian can
0: have little hit of jewel as a treat.
1: (laughs) I can't have a little hit of jewel as a treat. (laughs) It's either no jewel or I am fucking jeweling while I'm eating at a Michelin star restaurant. Right, right. So
0: well, good for you. You you only have what seven days? I think that's the. Statistic. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's seven days that nicotine takes to leave your body. And after yeah. that, you're done.
1: Well, here's the thing. I think my skin has gotten worse mm, because I'm not jeweling. makes sense. It makes your no body- sense. Yeah, because
0: your body's like, getting rid of it and stuff. You, you know? would like, think it would uh, yeah. be better
1: because I'm not injecting, pumping nicotine into my body.
0: No, I, th- I think it has to get... It has to... Because you, you change your, like, is it called stasis of your body? Yeah. So it needs that to function at a, like a normal right and when you take something away it gets like oh like your body gets all weird <laughs> yeah and it like has to like get used to the new normal right so i so think it's you it's usual that like if you quit something or change something in your diet there's yeah. like skin issues whatever yeah. digestion issues or whatever so i'm
1: just in a funk because I, i'm not getting as much i, I quit the jewel right. and it's like My body is recalibrating.
0: You don't seem that irritable. I mean, obviously you feel a different way, but I'm just saying like outwardly, you seem like you're holding it all together. I'm
1: trying my absolute hardest not to fucking blow up in this one hour of this podcast. (laughs) You're so backhand me. You don't know how. Shut up. (laughs) You can't even, you know, you have no idea how fucking hard I'm gripping this microphone right now.
0: You were sweating a little. (laughs) Um, Okay. Okay. So, that is uh, so
1: there's that thing. So, I quit the jewel and I'm just kind of getting used to not uh, smoking all the time. And the second thing is, uh, I've been doing a few, I did a few stand up shows this week. I took a little break from stand up. And now I, well, I did your show that you invited me to do. And
0: it was a fucking banger.
1: It was a banger show. It was so great. It was so fucking fun. And,. Mm -hmm. It really it, my excitement for stand-up has become reignited.
0: Mm, oh, yeah, that's so nice. It's so
1: fun. and but it, it's a little different because I feel like this podcast that we've been doing has yeah. been more fulfilling and more exciting. right. And yeah, we talked about that. right. Like I've re- redirected more of my creative energy into this podcast. Yeah. So I felt okay not doing stand-up and right because i have this podcast that i invest more of my time in it's more important to me mm-hmm. stand up now sort of it's like uh, candy a little bit mm. you're like oh well you know this is like fun to do it, it doesn't have to be my primary thing yeah and i don't put as much pressure on it
0: i definitely know how you've what you're talking about because yeah. now it's like I did a really big show last week while I was in Oakland mm-hmm. it was at the Starline it's called Starline Comedy it was amazing thanks yeah. for having me uh, <laughs> shout out to you guys Um, but but I also felt the same like it was a big show I did really well yeah. and I was like oh I did great it was fun but like before before I had other things going on like this podcast or other interests yeah. I would have just been like anxiously dissecting my performance oh and totally even if I did well I'd be like oh like I would just be so crazy about no it in that yeah i was like i never had fun but that that show i had so much fun and then the show before that i did in a fucking basement at like a best western in la and i was like oh. it was like an open mic and i was like this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me but right. i'm still having fun right right so right. Uh, yeah i feel like there's like an ease to doing stand-up now is that yeah, what you're saying
1: totally i think i do it now on my own volition yeah out, out, instead of this feeling of obligation.
0: Yeah. And then when you're in that mindset of trying to do stand up like every night and you're just like fucking torturing yourself, it's yeah. just not fun at all. Yeah. It's but your sh- the show, you know, like my show that um that just ended, unfortunately yeah. we're not doing it anymore. You did so good. You're oh, like you. crushing it. Thank you. And I feel like maybe that has a lot to do with the fact that you do have an ease now. Yeah. You know, and you're having fun. It's just fun. And the audience responds to that. Yeah. It's like you're having fun all together and you're just sitting. Right.
1: When stand-up was my only thing and I was so laser focused on like becoming the best stand-up ever. Yeah. There, You lose sight of the fun because like, yeah. like what you mentioned before, after sets, I would be on the subway and like, analyzing it be like i'm not getting enough laughs per minute here like, <laughs> what the fuck like why do they use that word like that, that adjective is a bad like it's not funny it doesn't sound funny phonetically and it's like yeah that is the least fun thing yeah like that's the antithesis of what f- being funny as a comedian is
0: yeah really um and also I, you know when i see like professional stand-up comedians that yeah. are really good yeah i see them like because they're so good. Yeah. I can see that the room is laughing and stuff, right. but it's like it feels different because it definitely feels like a professional serious person yeah which is weird because they're like oh, blah, 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 but they're very serious <laughs> right, right. and it's the like a, audience and but at
1: this decibel level <laughs>
0: yeah and then there's like there is like so it feels very different right. than somebody that's just having fun for sure because there's like professional stand-up comedians that are totally professional mm-hmm. but still have that sort of joy and like yeah buoyancy. totally totally and it's like such a different experience yeah but um uh, but you know, yeah so a overall
1: the thing. good things so, are you know going through some nicotine withdrawals but <laughs> Stand-up is fun again.
0: That's great. So
1: overall, I'm good. I'm good. It's all for the best. Well, how are you feeling, young me?
0: Um okay, so I it's January. <laughs> it's January, so I stopped drinking
1: oh which
0: uh has definitely made me first of all, of all scale back my chaotic dating oh no I'm no longer just like out on the street because it's so like, many I'm of our so podcast sober.
1: listeners have just stopped they're like i'm out it's i'm bo- unsubscribing it's like
0: boring <laughs> to like meet some random what two bryans on the
1: podcast <laughs> now
0: what the fuck I I mean, I guess I also, I was just, I was really tired. I was like wearing myself out, like going out, like doing comedy, being a mom during the day and then going out at night, you know, like I was wearing myself out. Um, I just went to California. I got back from California visiting my friends. Oh shit, you know what? Something happened that was Asian related and I should talk about this. This is supposed re- to be an
1: episode where it's lightly Light- Asian- <laughs> Are you okay <laughs> talking back on the Asian? So okay this is something
0: I really wanted to talk about this actually. Okay, so so I <laughs> went on this trip with my very close friend that I've known for 12 years and with her friends, right? Okay. And um one of her friends right off the bat did not like me. Oh, like why? It was just because there was a main friend. A, okay. We'll call her Tiffany. I don't know. Tiffany, Tiffany right? Tiffany Haddish. And like <laughs> nobody really knew each other. We were all there for Tiffany, right? Okay. <laughs> it's not Tiffany Haddish. Come on. <laughs> I'm a loser. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Ten seconds later. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So like Tiffany and then all of Tiffany's friends are there for Tiffany, right? And so one of Tiffany's friends right off the bat didn't like me because i'm loud and i take up a lot of space mm-hmm. and tiffany's also that way okay and we're, when we're together we're just like ah, bitches like whatever right yeah, yeah yeah and so her friend did not like me which is fine you yeah. know it's fine it's very apparent and so then they were it's, like it's okay yeah it's okay I, as
1: we're, we're like older now and, and i'm like
0: you know what i don't give a crap like, i'm here for i already have an, i
1: don't have enough space to make new friends like i'm okay if yeah. you don't like me and
0: also i'm <laughs> totally like you know like i do stand up in new york city i'm, I'm around people that fucking hate me all the goddamn time who cares you right know? right and so i was like that's fine but and then they started like picking on me oh. just being like just saying very passive aggressive things and that's i was just like I don't up. this is annoying but who cares right but then at one point it got a little racial whoa and so it was very uncomfortable because we were oh staying God. at one ha- one airbnb and i invited my <clears throat> friend who is korean yeah that we know each other from online and she is very like uh like an accomplished artist and we finally met because i was in la she lives in la yeah and then we went to like koreatown just fucking banging in LA. It's amazing. And bought like a bunch of like Korean like snacks and weird foods. Fuck it. Yeah. I got the muscat grapes that you see in mukbang. Love it. If you if you guys watch mukbang, you know what I'm talking about. I freaked out. Yeah. They were twenty two dollars for a bunch Christ. of them. Jesus Christ. And I was like, it's worth it. And then I <laughs> ate one. It tasted so boring. So I, I brought all these foods back to the Airbnb with my friend, my Korean friend. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, two Asians. Everyone else is white. Yeah. And. I walk in, and the person that dislikes me, they were like commenting really hardcore about they were the negging, food. They were negging the uh, Korean stuff. Yeah, snacks. about the food. Yeah. About the Korean food. Oh. They're like, I can't eat that. Well, that has this in it. What is this? Blah, blah, blah. And then they zeroed in on the grapes, and they <sighs> were like, Are those factory grapes? Like, from a fat?" And, and I was like, You can clearly see that the writing on this packaging is Korean. Yeah. You know that we brought it. And we brought it, like, Oh, here it's fun like sharing our culture with you sort of thing yeah and like this entire weekend i had not said one word to this person oh i didn't say anything back i just like when they started like saying negative things about me i would just be like well whatever like i would just like let it slide off right 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 because they seemed really immature and i was like yeah i can't deal with this i don't even know or care about you But, but then when it started getting like about about mocking this asian thing that i was doing i got i like literally shut down i didn't look at them and (laughs) and my poor korean friend who i feel terrible you know i brought her into this situation Mm -hmm. and i felt so bad because she was sitting there like defending it and she was like oh well this is this and this is that and she was explaining it to this person yeah and i just got like so angry yeah it's really frustrating so embarrassing that i brought my friend into situation with this person that's like Literally become racist. Yeah. Like, I know that they don't like me, but now they're turning it into like this. Right, right. Oh, it's gross. Your, your like thing is gross. Anyway, the end of the story is that I stopped talking to that person. I made like <laughs> zero. Um, <laughs> but then after I left the Airbnb, did you I stick texted oh. them, and I want to read you this text. Oh, fuck. Because this is legend.
1: Let's fucking go. Are you, you ready? You <laughs> said there was no chaotic young <laughs> me this month, but let's fucking go.
0: Let's go. Let's go, guys. <laughs> okay, so I wrote person's name blank, redacted. You are a fucking racist. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I am so excited that I will never see you again. Wow. Bye. And then I texted, also, you insulted name of my Korean friend deeply, and I'm so embarrassed I brought her near you. Oh, my God.
1: Uh, Did she reply back?
0: No. That was the group text. So, everyone in, <laughs> in the house saw that. Oh, my and God. Like, but But they called Tiffany, mm-hmm. and Tiffany... Like tore into them because at that at that point yeah everyone picked up on it right and I was like also uncomfortable that you're zeroing on in on the one POC in this group to dislike and mi- like like right, they were right, bullying right. like they were like following me around and like like saying things like what are you doing at one point I was I had my phone out at dinner and they're like get it away from me how dare you have your phone near my and I was like where's your phone fuck your is, conf- is, like what is why are you picking on me leave ah, me alone that
1: God, fuck her. That fucking anyway, sucks, young I A. just
0: wanted to tell that story because I thought that text was amazing.
1: Yo, and you have the biggest smile on your <laughs> face right now.
0: <laughs> but it felt good because my friend Tiffany, uh-huh. she, she totally stood up for me. She agreed. That's great. And she was like, oh my God, you're totally right. I noticed that. Everyone's so uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and then she like took her friend aside yeah. and told them. You know what I mean? I think, well, and Tiffany sounds great. Yeah. And she was like, you know, it's my responsibility. As a white person that invited a POC friend and I feel terrible that I brought you into an unsafe space. Mm. She had like this long conversation with her friend. Yeah. And that was like great and that's why we're like best friends and we've been friends for like 12 years.
1: That's fucking amazing.
0: Yeah, she's an amazing person.
1: And also good on you for speaking up for yourself texting like a (laughs) fucking texting her like a coward
0: yeah like a coward (laughs) on my way to the airport no because i didn't want it to be like no i didn't want it to be like a whole dramatic thing yeah because this is
1: tiffany's it's the tiffany show you guys all went to go spend time with her
0: anyway that was my that's not what i planned on talking about but i'm glad i talked about it hey i'm
1: fucking glad you talked about it too
0: you know we are asian
1: we are asian <laughs> and now this episode is going to be extremely race-filled
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's go <laughs> um no dating apps though brian i want to ask you because you are a little younger than i am <laughs> i am um,
1: uh, just barely younger no no
0: you are, you are like, in you're fact, five years younger I'm, than i am i'm which in is... fact older than you what <laughs> it, well,
1: it's the jo- what's the joke
0: what's the joke i don't get that
1: It was a bad joke.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you have to explain your joke, Brian, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, When you guys, when
1: you have to explain your joke, it means it wasn't funny.
0: it, It means that it's, it's great and you should do it at all your shows. Right, right, right. So Brian, you're you're young you're 5 years younger than me. Yeah. Um so you have I want to hear your history of using the dating apps because I feel like you were right in the time where they were when blew it was wild. blowing up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I started using dating apps right after college. So around 2014 mm. 2014. Yeah. So about 5 years ago. And i was using okcupid was a thing at the time yeah but it felt like it was a lot because you had to write like everyone took it very seriously Mm. and you just had there were so many fucking questions and um tinder was the one that kind of introduced me into the whole world of dating apps and And this was around the time tinder was kind of blowing up because it had uh casual implications like people I was just fresh out of college like me and my guy friends were all on the same page with that it's like this is you know it was in that middle zone where it was more normal for people to just go out to a bar or like meet people organically than right. it was to rely or depend on a dating app and i actually uh welcomed the idea of dating apps very quickly i was quick to embrace them because i don't drink Mm. and i felt it because of that reason i was very self-conscious whenever i would be at a bar or in at a party where people were drinking so i was more i wouldn't even meet other people like or try to meet girls because i was just so fixated on like do i look stupid if i'm not drinking and i'm at this place right now and uh dating apps like it, re- it strips that away where right. i can just like i can i, I can disclose to them like hey, i don't drink for this Reason, yeah, versus like being at a bar where I'm like kind of uncomfortable because I'm sober at a bar, yeah. but then also like having to hit on girls and like try to meet them that way,
0: and then try- having to explain all of that like up front, like, right, I'm not right, drinking, right. I don't drink, I'm at a bar, like, right, <laughs>
1: right, right, right. So it's a whole thing, <laughs> yeah. So I, when the dating apps came around, I was very quick to embrace them, and then since then, I've just you know, I've been on them for a while, right? Yeah. So you've
0: been on basically on Tinder since basically it started around yeah i'm like patient <laughs> <patience> zero, zero. <laughs> yeah, they like tried it out on you okay so yeah what well, it
1: wasn't fucking when i was patient zero on tinder and then the whole tinder dev team was like maybe this app doesn't work
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so you were on tinder starting in 2014 yeah and then you got in a serious three-year relationship using dating apps right
1: yeah so that was my yeah so the last serious relationship well, I met her through Hinge. Okay. And but what
0: year did that relationship start?
1: We met in 2015.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So that year of using the apps before you got in a rela- what was that like? Was it just like...
1: It was so normal then. Mm. Yeah. There was like... Because f- when... Uh, dating apps... It is... Revolu- I feel like it's revolutionized the way... I'm speaking to our generation, which is the millennial generation. How we even approach the entire idea of dating. Because when tinder first came out there were people were i was quick to embrace it because it suited my more sober lifestyle Mm -hmm. but you know others were a little bit more reticent or slower to embrace it because Mm -hmm. they're like oh this is like for fucking losers like why why the fuck would you use online dating like i'm charismatic in person i don't need this this is stupid yeah but around the time i think now it's become the new norm Oh, yeah, Almost. for sure. Like I I think it's become so people are so it's so ubiquitous. Everyone uses dating apps now that I don't even think people make an attempt to approach people at bars or like yeah. hit on strangers because, you know, at the back of your mind, like, oh, even if I don't meet anyone yeah. from this, I can still just go on tinder or hinge and like meet someone else right where it feels it's almost like less weird to meet someone in that way than it is to go to a bar and like straight up go up to a person and be like hey you're you seem like yeah. really cool can i get you a drink
0: yeah i feel like probably meeting hooking up at bars still happens but it's probably because people are so drunk and you know obviously but i think it's, l- a- it's
1: less frequent yeah even i oh, I, I, I hear so? it yeah i hear it mm. with, among my friends now yeah. too because dating apps are so normal now yeah that people don't feel the pressure because mm-hmm. w- before dating apps, the only way you were going to get laid is to, like, make moves at a right, bar. yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I feel like now, not that this is bad, because I know a lot of men talk about, like, PC culture. But, like, yeah. there is a lot of, like, you know, more awareness on what is appropriate and inappropriate for men to do to women you know yeah and yeah. i feel like there's a lot of like more awareness about behavior that's like which is overall a good, it's, a, is good thing. Great. it's yeah. a good thing. yeah and so yeah. that's great because you know uh, it fucking sucks when you get hit on at bars and you don't want it as a woman but right um <clears throat> but that's interesting but you know i remember when because I've, i was married for 10 years and, and then i was di- i've been divorced for the last two years so i like yeah. missed the online dating thing but i remember like how there was, like, a general, ugh, like, gross, what kind of loser needs to go online? Yeah. Like, that sort of feeling, and then totally. literally today, n- none of that exists. No one ever thinks that.
1: In fact, it's a, even among my friends, or you'll hear it on the street, it's like, what? You're not on fucking Hinge? or ten. Well, yeah, I'm gonna doesn't? make you, uh, we're making you a profile right fucking now. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, you're a fucking loser if you're not. You don't,
0: yeah. <laughs> I love, But I love how, like, stand-up comedians still, like, start their bits about dating apps like is anyone on the apps like yes bitch we all are on the apps (laughs) why are you saying it like that
1: i'm on the apps right now because you suck
0: (laughs) i'm i'm on it uh, literally right now yeah um yeah so that was an interesting shift that happened and also i feel like when i got married i got married in 2010 i I think right around then there was like the only online dating was like match.com was like truly for losers (laughs) Like, like right now like an like a nineteen page like questionnaire.
1: You have to you have to post mail them an application <laughs> yeah, for acceptance.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and then the commercials were all like this really old guy. Yeah, remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, oh my name is. Different. <laughs> I was like, why is this ninety year old man? Like,
1: Boo, this sucks. <laughs>
0: What's he? Why is the remember like the spokesperson for yeah, yeah, Harmony? Yeah. was like the oldest, most like. White man I've ever seen. Like he was like, my, <laughs> my name is Ernest, and I'm gonna find you a wife. It's like, what yeah. is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then obviously in the last whatever 12 years, it's right. changed. I've just,
1: as someone who, you, so you missed the wave of apps. I and totally because, missed it because yeah. you were married. Uh huh. Um, so I think apps are. It comes with two things. First one being, I feel people are less willing to commit because mm. you have there could be something better syndrome. Yeah. Like, I could have a great chemistry with this person, but then for whatever reason, you're still on the apps. And you're like, oh, well, that was like a fun couple dates, but then here's this new shinier person who yeah. could be even cooler. And I'm going to, do you know what I mean? Like, it influences yeah. I could see how, you sh- like how you reflect on the experiences you had with this person that where it was you had a good time. Yeah. That's something that I struggled with and – I've totally of like reshaped my perspective on dating as such mm. because I, I was a victim to that where I'd like you constantly are getting matched with new people mm-hmm. and you're just not really giving yourself permission to be like you know what I don't need to see these other people like mm-hmm. I had a great time with this person like let's just stick with what I know was a good time right like you're but people are I feel are less willing to commit because you're like constantly trying to get that high of like there could be something better. This is better. This is better. This is yeah. better. This is better. And
0: it, and for me, it's like not even better, but they're different. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm like, Oh, but this person's like, who knows? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oops, yeah. And, and also this that's a, that's yeah, another
1: like, thing that comes with dating apps is we have access to you're meeting so many more people than mm-hmm. you might've mm-hmm. before apps. Like, yeah. You, like you're just reaching new social networks. And yeah. I guess for you, do you, Like, when you were married, did you ever kind of wish you were on the apps a little bit? Do you know Um, what I mean? You're like, oh, maybe I could have met someone, like, more compact. Like, I don't know. Not to say that what you had with your ex-husband was great.
0: Well, like, uh, actually, when I was married, for some reason, I, like, totally turned that part of my brain off. I was like, this is my relationship. I'm like, like, um, when I decide to be in a relationship, I'm extremely loyal. Like, I'm not... I think that's like similar to how I'm, I was really bad at shoplifting when I was a kid. Really? Like I was just, I couldn't do, I was just like, it just feels wrong to me. Oh wait. Like, so, you, so, so, like, wait. so like, so like, so no, when you th- say you I'm were saying, bad at it,
1: it's like you, you were, you did not shoplift.
0: No. Cause my friends would be like, do it, do it. And I'd be like, uh, 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 uh. I'd get so nervous that I'd make like a really big scene and like I was trying to like sneak it into my bag and then people <laughs> were looking at me and I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. And I was like, run out, you know? Because I would be like, it feels wrong. Like yeah, yeah, it would yeah. like freeze. And that's what being like cheating feels like to me. Like if I'm okay. if I'm with somebody and I tell them I'm going to be monogamous. For sure. There is not one like part of my brain that's like looking or even flirting like even if i flirt with someone i feel like really uncomfortable right and that i've always been like that that's a good thing but it is a it is a good thing but um here's my i guess story with the apps yeah is that i was married for a long time i was very i'm very monogamous minded when i'm in a relationship so i was just like i never flirted with anyone okay i never had a crush on anyone like during the entire time i just turned that part of my brain off you know yeah what I mean? yeah and and then I am a serial monogamous like I think I've said this before and so after I got out of my marriage it was a 10-year marriage I was single for like two months and I got in another relationship for six months
1: whoa and then
0: after six months I was single for like two months again and then yeah. I got in a 10-month relationship after that Jeez. and each time I was in that mindset like I'm totally monogamous I'm not looking at anyone else do you know what I mean yeah, yeah like yeah. I fully commit but then um but this time around now that i've been single for like two three months i like i said i'm committing to being single and i use the apps a lot and i feel like the thing for people like me like because i i'm not exactly sure what's going on with me and like how i deal with relationships Mm -hmm. i don't know if i have like codependency issues yeah or if it's perfectly healthy and i'm just like that's the kind of person i am i'm just monogamous but the but the issue that i really want to combat is this like incredible discomfort that i feel when i'm alone and single like i get Mm. this like almost like unbearable loneliness feeling yeah and i'm like i want to figure out what that is because i don't think i'm necessarily happy when i'm in a monogamous relationship i'm just trying to appease that like weird discomfort do you know what i mean no, it's that almost makes like, yeah. complete sense. Yeah. So, but, but the reason why I think it's interesting, the apps is that I feel like the, the dating apps now, when you are somebody like me, that is so uncomfortable being single, it makes it very easy to be single because like when I have those like waves of intense discomfort about being lonely, yeah. I like log into the apps and I start swiping and then it like, and then I'm like, oh, well maybe I'll, do you want to go out tonight? You know what I mean? Like, I'll be like, hey, you're gonna, you know, like, go get a drink right now. Or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And I don't it's know. It's a quick. It's a quick
1: hit of validation. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. I'm like,
0: oh, I got. You, like, I don't. I'm like, I don't have to feel uncomfortable and be lonely. And then it does like, like, uh, I know what you were talking about. How you were saying, oh, it makes you, you put you in a mindset where you're like, there's something. there's always somebody else. There's always somebody else. Right. And I, for me, I'm like, oh, if I feel lonely, I'm like, oh, this person's not replying. What about this person? What about that? like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. all of the people. I mean, I have to be honest. Like everybody that I meet with i really truly make sure that i'm attracted to them it's not settling Mm. or you know what i mean Mm. because there's just so many options of attractive people that are interesting you know yeah i
1: i don't i have a bad i'm better now yeah but i would i wouldn't operate in that way sometimes i would be really 50 50 but i would just meet these people out of boredom and that's not a good Mm. i don't think that's healthy right yeah i'd be like ah i just well, I don't have anything else going on, so yeah, fuck it. Might as well just go on a date.
0: Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I might, I might like start doing that. I don't care. Right. I've just started <laughs> using the apps, but like. But, you know, I have to say once I went on like this Tinder date and I was like, oh, this person, I don't know what's going on. And then I found them very attractive on mm. the date. So you mm. never know. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's also not a bad plan. Right. But um, OK, so this is a thing. Um, I think. Yeah. So what I'm saying is like the apps like we're like even for me, someone who's like so uncomfortable being alone. And I see a lot of people that use the apps a lot are yeah. like are like me, like even people that are like considered like fuck boys you know like people who sleep around a lot with right. like millions of people on the apps <laughs> I, f- I can see like a sort of similar like thing that they're like oh like they are using this in a way that's like maybe not almost bordering on not healthy uh, like where it's like you're trying to just forget that yeah feeling of loneliness but i
1: think it's a sliding scale yeah where Everything, I would say the majority of dating app behaviors, it, it falls in the spectrum of normal. Right. But like what what is normal to you may not feel normal to me. And yeah. it, I think it when I say the word unhealthy, like when I describe behavior as unhealthy in relation to dating apps, it's a matter of like what your boundaries, like what's your comfortability level. And for someone like, like for me, I you know sure like i like to go it's fun like it's fun to hook up and like meet new people but i am i'm like bad at that Mm. like juggling multiple like it's i get really overwhelmed and then it it it, like my the clarity on my emotions is really muddy and i just like it, it just becomes very confusing for me and I mm-hmm. kind of get very overwhelmed. And like, then I lose sight of like, I don't know how I really feel like, cause I'm just like going through, you know, like I'm yeah. just trying to figure it all out and dating. like I think the most unhealthy way in which I was using dating apps is when I, I would, I, I found myself using them more frequently when I would feel dissatisfaction uh-huh. with something going on in my career oh. or like m- with aspects of my life that fall outside of dating
0: and when you were doing that that felt unhealthy to you
1: because i was then that because let's say let, let's use my career for an example mm-hmm. if i'm not booking as much work yeah i would feel like i have low self-worth and be like oh fuck like i wish i was booking more work like i why I, I suck yeah so then i would go on the dating apps mm, and then like that makes get so a lot of sense. get a lot of matches yeah. go on dates and be like well i clearly i can't I'm okay because at least these women like, you know what I mean? Right. I'm yeah, like yeah, deriving yeah. a lot of self-worth from the validation or the attention I'm Ooh. receiving from women huh. and dating. Yeah, And you know, I'm, I, I recognize that behavior and I've been able to um, make a am- man, not make amends, but like I recognize it and I, I don't engage in that way as much anymore. Like, I know what my happy balance is. And that is... That's
0: so interesting. Just, like,
1: concentrate on my work. That's what I'm most passionate about. Yeah. And, like, sure, you know, in my early 20s, like, mid-20s, almost everyone is using dating apps in yeah. that way. Like, no one's quick to jump into something serious. Like, mm-hmm. everyone kind of just wants... Especially in a city like New York, where everyone's yeah. kind of busy and they just want to, like, fuck around. Or yeah. you just want to hook up and see what happens. But, right. I like, I know where I stand, you know? I'm not... yeah. I just get overwhelmed, and so for me, it's more of a... I don't have that syndrome as much anymore, like, mm. if this is better. It's more of a, you know what, like... You don't what have I,
0: that syndrome where you're just, like, like 20 dates up in the air, like that. And yeah, you're yeah, or like, oh, maybe, like, yourself.
1: I had a good time with this person. Like, maybe there's something better. Yeah. If it's, for me, it's more now, at this age and who I am now, it's more, okay, I met this girl. She's cool. She's great. And let's just see where that goes and i don't need to like go on multiple dates like i'm I'm, and also i have been single uh, for a while now where i am kind of looking for something more serious a relationship right like i'm open to that so for me it's just yeah you know what i don't need to go on a million dates if if i met someone and she's great and let's just go with that and then see where that goes i don't need to like hedge my like see what else is out there
0: you know what? It's what I, I'm hearing for both of us. And you're saying you're less like this now, but yeah. I feel like I am. Um, so I, I actually, after I quit drinking, just stopped <laughs> going on. <laughs> 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 that might have a lot to do with it, folks, but like I just stopped going on. Date. Dates, i just like yeah. i just ghosted everyone that was talking i was like i just can't i'm so tired yeah but like uh i feel like what i'm hearing from both of us is that we're using the apps to distract ourselves from this to some sort of discomfort like yeah. you the discomfort of you not being as like advanced in your career you're like oh i'm gonna like flirt with someone online and like, me yeah. the discomfort of being alone yeah like i don't think for me i don't know if something goes wrong i'm sure i i'm sure i do oh, like if something goes wrong in my career i want to go on a tinder date um sure. i don't know if i've done that maybe i have i can't think of an instance but what i what i definitely do is if i have like an emotional Ugh, like yucky thing that happens. I'm like, yeah. oh. I'm going to go on a Tinder date right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do like to distract myself. So I feel like we're doing sort of the same thing in a weird way. Yeah. And I wonder if, I am assuming that a lot of people do that because that's yeah. like that's how we use like Instagram, right? Oh, for like sure. When we're like when something's like, you know, like when you're I'm watching a scary movie or something and it gets scary, just like, look at my Instagram. I'm like, oh, like that. And for sure. Like it's like on, on a bigger level, that's like what Tinder dating is. Yeah, a lot a, a, a
1: lot of people use online dating in that way and it's yeah. evidence and the features that right. these dating apps have created yeah. in their interfaces. They they gamify validation yeah they game. game they gamify the entire experience like yeah. Tinder has this feature called Boost where you pay like five dollars five or six dollars and then you get to be the top match like you become the top candidate mm. for everyone yeah. in the city uh, for for like <laughs> thirty minutes that's awesome so in that period you're gonna get a lot more matches right so like Tinder makes money doing that but then also you get a lot more validation in return because you're like. Whoa! I got this many matches. Yeah, like I'm, it's a game. I'm, I'm cool, you know.
0: Yeah, and it does feel like gambling, and it also not just the the interface, but yeah. the actual the acts of it i can i can see it's very like a because you're like i'm going to message this person are they going to message me back they did right. what if i say let's meet in 2 hours they want to game on you know it's it's like a it's yeah, like yeah, gambling yeah. it's like a like risk yeah and, it's and fun so because it's like there's like t- five or 10 things happening all at once and i'm like oh and, and yeah, then yeah, it's yeah. like and if something doesn't go right there's like uh, 10 other people you know what i mean it's like right. it is like this fun game or something
1: but because i've wait not wasted but i engaged in these dating apps in such a way for such a long time
0: yeah
1: now i know i'm we're smarter than that as humans like we're we're smarter than a fucking stupid ass dating app algorithm like they're at the end of the day these people or who these dating apps they don't have our best I really don't think they have our best interests in mind. Like they just want they want us to stay on the apps for as long as possible. They want to juice as much money out of us as long as possible. Exactly. So I feel I actually I'm sure I can like quickly do a Google search and find something. But even with like the matches, Uh uh-huh, I think the apps space them out. So Mm. let's say you have like twenty guys who Matched with you. Okay. The app is not going to give you all twenty all at once. What? Because they want you to stay on for as long as possible. So rather than giving twenty on day one, they might give you like two matches on day one, Mm. two matches on day two, two matches on day three. Because you're still getting that like dopamine hit and that validation, and you're like, oh, well, I got two matches again. Right. Let's see. Maybe the next time I log on, I'm going to get another two matches or another two matches. You know? Yeah. That that just uh exacerbates and reinforces this that whole concept of like maybe there's something better right like oh maybe if i log on this next time i'm gonna get another new matches that they gamify in that way so mm. they we spend as much time as possible on it and wow. so right now i'm just like you know what i'm fucking smarter than this stupid dating app algorithm yeah like let's just go on this date this yeah so i have this like new rule for myself where there's no 50 50s anymore like i i know it's really i know That's it's what i do too yeah like i know it's really hard to tell until you meet someone and there's that physical chemistry yeah and that vibe but i have
0: to be really excited to meet somebody exactly if, if not i'm not gonna meet them exactly because i yeah. used to just be like well this could be somebody blah, blah, blah. and now i'm like uh uh-uh, uh. i gotta be like yes are like, <laughs> <gets their>
1: <laughs> w- i'm gonna want to ma- i need to m- want to marry you before yeah. we <laughs>
0: <marry>. <laughs> creepy i'm just kidding um oh I, I wanted to say something about what you were saying fuck what were you saying earlier um what was i saying earlier how you were saying I forgot who cares?
1: Let's fucking go. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs>
0: um oh, I, I also wanted to talk about this is a little, oh, I was gonna say, yeah. oh about how you're like, oh, there's so many people mm-hmm. and you're you're in different social situations now. yeah, be where you wouldn't ever be. I feel like the algorithm, mm-hmm. especially on hinge, yeah, is fucking nuts to the point where every single person, I'm like, I, I'm in love with this person. Like, oh yeah, well your your hinge
1: algorithm knows you so well. So well. I think we were walking yes, (laughs) Yes. We were, yes. we were walking on the street yeah. like i think it was in bushwick and then you were like oh my god brian that guy looks so that guy's so fucking hot and i just turned around and it's just some dude with face tattoos no and no that- i was like he
0: has a face tattoo and he got closer and you're like that's a black guy and i was like even better yeah <laughs> so
1: i played around <laughs> on your hinge for a minute and i yeah. like swiping around and like literally every dude on there is like hey what's up i you don't know what i do for work but i look at all these fucking sick tats i have on my, on my face <laughs> <laughs> i heard some other woman
0: talking about how she always falls for face tattoos i was like no that's mine they're mine <laughs>
1: You're like, this i'm just is kidding there's eight, so many of them the there's thousands there's
0: literally millions of them there's there are millions of them yeah. um, no that's how you know how mainstream
1: like that's how you know how mainstream it's become is when guys with face tattoos are like hey man can you like Help me choose my hinge profile
0: pictures. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, it's interesting because it's like, well, it's like some of it's really good. I know we've been talking a lot, a lot of the, like the negative impact, but some of yeah. it's good because, like, as somebody like me that came around before, you know, I was like 22 or 23 when I got married. Yeah. Um, at that point, if I had like seen something and known that there's just so many people out there that i really just should have taken time to like not not just go around and like sleep with everybody but just like really just met a bunch of people that Mm -hmm. would have been very helpful
1: right um i will say that yeah when i was first on the dating apps Mm -hmm. so when i was 24 23 yeah i had extremely low self-esteem right very low self-esteem like i had a lot of social anxiety that came from uh my inability to drink mm. and it was just kind of reinforced in me that I wasn't a fun person yeah. so I had very low self-worth right. and maybe that's just how all 23 and 24 year olds feel that's because you yeah. yeah you're just like a baby and you don't know like you you're not in college anymore you're just like yeah. the youngest adult
0: also that's when you start really processing your childhood trauma which is like was true for me oh. for most adults <laughs> yeah yeah that's for when sure you're out on your own for your first time
1: for sure yeah and I will say that the dating apps have helped me. It has made me more confident in that sense where, you know, I'm matching with, even though I might not be meeting with them, I could be matching with women who I previously might have perceived as unattainable. Like, Oh, this person's too hot for me. And then now it's like, it's almost a fake it till you make it thing where I somewhat, now I can like believe in myself where Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? Like, that was kind of what do you mean she's unattained like you know like i'm let's see like yeah. i'm an attractive guy like i'm i think i'm fun i'm yeah, interesting why don't you
0: fake it till you make it you're very attractive you should match with attractive people
1: right but i'm saying like dating apps can be helpful in that way where yeah, they where like you realize they, how,
0: who you're attracting and you're like oh wait a minute right 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 right. if you have low self-esteem that sure. becomes comes like an epiphany for sure yeah um yeah for me as well because i feel like i had really low self-esteem so i would always date i would never like i would be too scared to really date a lot of attractive people and i feel like at this stage of like my process i'm still not completely comfortable but i'm like hooking up with really attractive people i'm like yes yeah i still got it it's
1: it's, it's now you show me some of these dudes and then it makes me mad because i'm like oh this is who I'm competing with.
0: Like right? Are you fucking kidding me? Your matches are literal supermodels, <laughs> <No>. like <laughs> Victoria. And I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> How am I supposed to...
1: We're just gassing each other like up. like,
0: rickety 35-year-old, <laughs> like, I'm a single mom. Who wants who wants me? I'm going up against these, like, like 22-year-old Victoria's Secret models.
1: Oh, God. BS
0: is canceled. Fenty models? They're well, so hot.
1: Also, 22 is too young.
0: Why are they so hot? It is it is too young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too young for anybody, except other 22-year-olds. 22, 22
1: is the youngest. It's too young for My anyone. age
0: cutoff is... 27 which is also too young like right. I, I feel like i've like met a few people and i'm like what's your age cut off do you want to say for me yeah what's your age range Cause uh, you're 29 yeah. what's your age range
1: my age range is i it's more rare that i will date someone older than me yeah um i'm sure some of that is
0: but like what what do you set it on in the apps
1: oh when i set it on my apps yeah. i set it between 21 to 35
0: <laughs> but if they're 21 they're too young
1: it's just the yeah. thirty five. Yeah. I minus I don't even know why. I should just well, up it to I mean, like 24 I'm not judge to, you because to thirty five.
0: You're saying you're twenty nine, you so you said it for eight years younger to six years older. I yeah. said it to I'm thirty five. I said it to twenty seven, okay. which is eight years eight younger. Years younger. Yeah. To f- I think forty five. Okay. But there's so like we're nobody on the apps. Th- it's so rare. Yeah. Maybe they don't like swipe on me, but like so rare. They're swiping on the match with on the twenty-one. They're swiping on the twenty-one year olds. Yeah, like the forty. Like then, <laughs> I rarely ever get somebody over forty. Okay. I get so many twenty-seven-year-olds. Right. But like nobody over forty. Like maybe once. Yeah, in a but while. these
1: twenty-seven-year-olds are fucking hot.
0: They're fucking hot. They're fucking hot. That's <laughs> what I. That's what made. <laughs>
1: that's what my initial comment was. I'm like, yeah, I. Why would you swipe on swipe on this dude that young? We just matched with.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I guess just real quick I know this makes us very uncomfortable the race thing because we Uh, are Asian don't forget we have weird factory grapes
1: we're weird factory grapes and some people some people love the muscat grapes and (laughs) others are not down for the muscat grapes Um,
0: what's the I guess the racial what's the racial makeup of people you match with just because also I I have to say I I think everyone's heard your wonderful stand up bit about you know the bit that you have about Uh, the Asian male no one wants to fuck Asian dudes yeah <laughs> yeah. Well, because it's like based on the OK Cupid right, right, statistic, right? right? Although like, I
1: do think it is, it's probably because that, that study was an old study. That study was done in 2015, and I think that with the mainstream success of Crazy Rich Asians and BTS, yeah, um, I it's think changed. I think it's very empowering in that it has the impact to shift people's perceptions of attractiveness. Towards Asian men Right Yeah
0: Well most of my matches I would say Not most You saw it I, I would say A, a solid Healthy Proportion Of They're the all white guys are, shut <laughs> up, are Asian men Oh and, okay And I mean some Asian women Yeah And I would say Asian men Other POC men Yeah Obviously white men Yeah But th- like if you look at people Who like me It's mm-hmm. like all like white men mm-hmm. And then it's like you know, like on Hinge, those are separate categories. Yeah. And people I like, it's like a complete, it's very diverse. Right. And I don't think I've gone on a date with a white man. Oh, one person, but not through the apps. Okay. So what about off the apps? Are you dating off the apps? Anyone that you like meet in real life? Is that like even a thing anymore?
1: Uh, it's more rare for sure.
0: Mm.
1: But it is a little bit complicated in that the the space like i spend so much of my time doing comedy or i'm at school yeah so those are those are people who i might potentially meet to date or in those mm-hmm. circles mm-hmm. which i have to like get over this mental hump of that shitting where you eat mentality yeah i'm really a like bit. that too so i purposely like i'm very good at compartmentalizing and setting like boundaries and regulations for myself where yeah. It's like, oh, we're in school, so I don't want to date you or hook up with you because if this were to end, it's gonna get awkward.
0: Well, that's really good that you have that. I'm like that too. I right. think that's a good thing. I, it's not
1: it's not a good or a bad thing. It's mm. just a it's just how to me I just see it as okay, that's just how it works. But I almost think it could be a bad thing because when you in those spaces or in those environments, it is such a like that statement, don't shit where you eat, it yeah. exists because when you're constantly coming into contact with people in your immediate circle, it naturally, attraction is going to develop. Naturally, these feelings are going to arise. It just happens. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's biological. And so by like imposing these rules, we're like, I can't do this because it's going to end awkwardly. I sometimes wonder if I've um, overlooked previous like romantic compatibilities. That could have been really good, but Mm. I just didn't allow myself to do it because i was yeah, just like nervous or weird that but that's like such a cynical outlook you know like what's yeah. even the point of date? Cause dating cuz dating's all about putting yourself out there and just seeing yeah like it, I don't more often cynical. than not things yeah. will end you know like that's just yeah. that's just what it is and you you put the whole point of it is just like put yourself out there in hopes that something good will happen or you have like good that's memories true. or good experiences that come from it yeah you know that's
0: true but you know for me because i'm like you too i can't get myself to get like if i have a friend like i have very like compartmentalized brain like i can't i feel like really uncomfortable crossing that line yeah and it's not even that i'm thinking oh what if it ends and then we're mad at each other at work it's just my personality like i can't get over that right boundary in my own head Mm. um but you know i I just wanted to say like a lot of people that i end up hooking up with on the dating apps yeah i know i've told you this are like one person removed from me like i'll always end up being like Somebody I'll um, meet and then we'll have mutual friends on Instagram. Yeah. So they're like in my circle, social circle. Oh. Like I find that happening a lot. How about you? Do you tend to know? I don't know why, but
1: I, I, it is happening more frequently Uh huh. only because I've have like a stronger grasp of my anxieties that come with sexual experiences. Mm. Like I purposely would have avoided those situations where we have, we share a mutual friend uh, out of a fear. Out of a fear where mm. like, you know, I might have performance issues in the bedroom and right. like out of fear that that kind of information would propagate in my circle, social circles where I yeah. wouldn't, I just would just like be more comfortable knowing that those, my friends didn't know I had that. Yeah. Whereas now I'm not embarrassed and it's just is what it is. I'm working through it and I'm very open about it and yeah. it's just like another facet of myself where well, yeah. the more open I am about it, the less power i an agency i allow that to have over me
0: well don't you think that's interesting because a lot of the people i feel like a lot of people who use the apps might use it for that reason because it mm-hmm. like separate separates like people you're having sex with yeah. with your actual social life you know yeah. it, it I makes mean, it I kind of to, anonymous i
1: used to do i, I used to exclusively right. use the apps that's in that that's really way. interesting right and
0: and yeah i agree like i don't you know part of me i'm like i don't want this like info to get out that i'm like you know, like, <laughs> no, I mean, but you, you know what I mean. Like, I'd, I'd much rather like have that. There, th- sex is very, very intense and, intense and awkward. Yeah, yeah. and like a, a big part of me wants to be like, I'm gonna do it with somebody that lives in fucking Florida. <laughs> 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 I'm just gonna hide them. Yeah. you know, like uh, yeah. I think a lot of people feel that way too. Like, I hope you don't know any of my friends or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that makes it, sense. It's
1: just like a me thing, you know. Mm. I'm. I've like as you said, sex is intense. It's uncomfortable. It's awkward. And yeah. before it's I used private to, right, and before I used to just think that oh, everyone's have out here having perfect fucking sex, and here yeah. I am with my experiences. When now I've come to realize, like mm, that's hardly the case, and that's kind oh, of no. what makes it like so fun and special. Is that like it? You, it is awkward, and it is vulnerable, and it is what it is. It is what it is, and. Yeah that that's it's fine you know that's the fun of it
0: it's also fun do you think um i guess like just wrapping it up do you think that because i know we were talking about this and how how we were talking about it's like gambling it's almost like i know a lot of people can take it to an unhealthy place using the apps and stuff like that for sure do you think how it's set up causes people to be more lonely there's like a way you know what i mean like when you were talking about how you were just like or when I was like really deep into it, just like lining up dates and just being chaotic and then back and forth and like just keeping all the balls in the air, like that was distracting me. But I do feel like when I was alone at home, I just feel none of the loneliness had alleviated, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I do think that it can make people more lonely because you know, in my early twenties I was, I was really depressed and, I would also use the apps in a way to cope with my depression Yeah. because I wouldn't reach out or like I felt I was just so, it was so hard for me to express my negative feelings or my loneliness to my friends Right. who th- that's what friends are for. Like you should feel otherwise that's not really a friend, you know, like you yeah. want to, you should be able to express your emotions to I your friends. I like feel a burden. Of anyone. Exactly. Like yeah. I don't want to discomfort anyone. Yeah. And so it was like I was using, dating apps and like going on dates as a way to uh put a band-aid over this lonely feeling this loneliness that i had and i think it ultimately can leave you feeling uh, i'm just speaking from my personal experience Mm -hmm. like i don't know if this goes for everyone i'm just sharing because i hope that for people listening it could resonate with you Mm -hmm. i think that it ultimately if you are feeling like solitude loneliness that is like a facet of the human experience Mm -hmm. and i think there is a time where you just have to learn how to become comfortable with it yeah like yes there's different and like people are introverts extroverts like people are more comfortable surrounding themselves with other people but you at some point everyone is going to experience some loneliness now it's a matter of how comfortable are you dwelling and sitting in it mm-hmm. and so i think dating apps can be harmful and leave you feeling more lonely because it is an easy fix you know when you're feeling that lonely feeling and you're feeling uncomfortable with it yeah you can go on dating apps set up a date talk to someone get that validation but you're not it. you're not processing it yeah and so let's you could go on like a hundred dates over a hundred days mm-hmm. but ultimately you're gonna get hit then you're gonna get hit even harder with that feeling of like what is this for like i'm just still empty you know yeah. yeah i uh i
0: yeah well what i found is that it's only a distraction and yeah it, you know after going on a bunch of dates and like just being a messy like i'm like still at the end of the day i'm like oh this i still feel this so yeah. you know what i started doing i started painting that's amazing again. well i painted your all paintings
1: my are fucking amazing
0: thanks brian
1: they're so good
0: i'm gonna have a show actually i'm gonna announce it later in the in the spring i'll, I'll like, oh, keep you amazing i'll keep you updated but um so but also i feel like that is a way more productive use of my time because it's Absolutely. creative yeah well, like you know like sometimes i'll like write the best thing about the dating apps for me is that and dating is that you do get a lot of material for stand-up doing it <laughs> It's just so chaotic and funny. So so much of it is so awkward that it's just funny. Right. It's just like jokes write themselves at this point. For sure. Like, remember, can I just say this real quick story before we go? Yeah, of course. The story where I went on a date with someone. (laughs) What happened? And like, literally like he kept being like, let's go to another bar. And I was like, you're not really drinking and why do you have to keep going to different bars? And then I realized that he was a Coke dealer. Oh, God. And I was God. like, On a Coke run, And I was like, I'm going home. I'm <laughs> so tired. <laughs> We've been walking a lot. <laughs> like, that's fucking hilarious. He's like,
1: hey, uh, let's go to Let's go to this guy's apartment real quick, <laughs> but just for five minutes. Why do
0: we keep going on going to these bars? You're not drinking anything, and you're, like, walking outside talking to random people. You're not really After talking After two to hours, me. you're like, oh. Oh, I'm going home. This is the worst.
1: <laughs> oh. Like, that's
0: what you get when you match with people's face tattoos.
1: Yeah, and you know what that touches That's on i think that material. touches on a, a good stand-up bit right there uh it is a great stand-up bit Thanks. but also i think yeah. it, it it puts a nice bow on this entire conversation in that i think it's great that you are painting now yeah as a way to substitute it's like rechannel that energy
0: such a better use of my time i've right like, you know i've done so many paintings you know i have this show coming up i'm really excited and now i'm like oh look at me being <laughs> fucking creative
1: right and i found in my personal experience like with dating I have found more success with it when I just have more shit going on mm. in my day to day that is unreal. Like, because when I would place too much emphasis on the act of dating itself yeah. to find that self worth, it reads as desperate and like people can smell it, you right, know? Yeah. Like, huh. I, I find the most success with dating when it is um, similar to what we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, where like with yeah. stand up, it's like, you know what? Like I have all this other shit going on and yeah, your this focus is just is on yourself. This is just like an extra bonus.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because when you focus on yourself, then you're just sort of like, it's almost like you're, it's an act of like trying to share yourself. Like stand up becomes like this joyous thing where you're like, I'm sharing myself with you or dating is like, I'm, I I want to share myself with you. Right. You know, instead of like, I need this to complete myself. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah right yeah I no like absolutely that's big message uh, absolutely you didn't hear what i said because you were on your phone no <laughs> <laughs> I, I just dropped like i was like you, i had like a, you like a moment <laughs> I looked at you, you were like yep yep cool <laughs> Sorry, absolutely like, absolutely, no, you, literally absolutely. you were like that's crazy <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> what i said no i was looking at the facebook i was looking at the instagram post okay um you heard what i said right like when you when it becomes like an act of you being happy with yourself and trying to share with others instead of using something to like build make yourself you know like absolutely using the dates to make yourself feel good about give you like derived self-worth from somebody else yeah yeah right yeah which is unhealthy versus healthy
1: versus healthy where you just gotta you know what just be a fucking badass on your own and you got all this other busy shit going on
0: yeah and if you go on a date and ends up being a coke deal just go home go you home to, you don't have to stay <laughs> you, out. you
1: don't you to
0: go to three bars in Bushwick. always again in bushwick Brian. <laughs> take an uber you know treat yourself take an uber home you're in bushwick it's right. very far from everything <laughs> all right
1: uh, that, right. I think this was a great this was a great discussion. That was great, yeah. yeah. It felt good. It Brian. felt good to like talk all this out. Yeah, so Brian. What, Brian? What's up?
0: Well, you were checking your Instagram. Where can people find you on Instagram?
1: I was checking our podcast Instagram. If you haven't followed, please feeling, follow at Feeling, feeling Asian, podcast. Asian Podcast. And um, if you guys want to check out my personal Instagram, you guys can find me at It's Brian Park. And what about you, Youngme?
0: Y M Mayor.
1: Y-M-mayor.
0: which is also my twitter handle
1: amazing all and right you have a fire twitter
0: thanks brian you do too
1: i don't tweet but you have a fire twitter you should you're good at it um and guys if you haven't yet please subscribe to us on spotify itunes and more helpful go on itunes leave us five stars leave a nice review uh every review counts it really helps us grow our reach and to those of us who have dm'd us or sent us emails thank you thank you thank you so much so much like for your kindness and for your kind words and
0: also thank you for coming out to the shows i really love it when you come out to the shows (laughs) it just means so much to me yeah it's i love meeting you you're all (laughs) so sweet and funny
1: yeah so guys uh thank you again for your support thus far and uh that's our episode bye bye